podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Fortunately, Peter Fury rolled into the hotel a couple of hours ago, so I've obviously had to get him on camera. Uh, Levi Frankham uh, fights smart the rule, Albert Hall, and you're down to see him. Uh, excited to see Levi, Peter? I am. I know his dad told me very well, and, uh, you know, fighting families, you know, stick together, don't we? You know, travelling community and all that is good. He's, uh, no, I remember uh, young Levi from a baby. And um, he's come on, he has. He's got, he's got some serious talent. He's definitely one for the future, for sure. Of course, the, the Frankham family have got a, a proud history in the sport. And we've got Josh Frankham at the moment, obviously Levi tomorrow night, trying to continue that. So it should be uh, exciting times for the, the Frankham family moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, a win's in, inevitable. It's just at this t- stage, it's all about learning and just picking things up. But uh, definitely a good young talent, for sure. Absolutely, we look forward to that tomorrow night on uh, BT Sport. Peter, I want to talk to you obviously about uh, your guys. So we'll start with your boy Huey. Um, exciting times in the heavyweight division at the moment, and Huey's banging the mix. He's been there before, of course, at the top, top level. What is the latest with uh, Huey Fury? Yeah, we're just waiting. Um, he's going to be fighting in September, um, waiting on opponent and uh, exact date. But yeah. Um, We'll have some news on Yui very shortly. Is there anyone or sort of a level that you you can disclose to us, Peter, that you're potentially looking at for September? There is no levels. He's up in the best level himself. I believe he's the best heavyweight in the world. And that's a big statement. But there's a difference. There's been a boy fighting a man. Now there's a man fighting a man. So now let's see. Yui uh, will fight anybody. Fight anybody. That's what he's there to do. He's 28 fights in. 26 years of age so please don't speak to me about levels because he's at the highest level so like I said he's fought everybody as a young boy now we're seeing what it's like a man versus a man because heavyweights they don't mature do they but he is mature now he's still got maturing to do but he's ready he stepped on that platform he's a man he's trained down he's had months and months training camp he's 17 stone 7 you know he's ripped he's a proper heavyweight that is a big statement, as you said. So you see him, of course, every day. Um, w- w- what justifies your statement uh, saying that he's the best heavyweight in the world? Can you explain that, please, Peter? Because he's fought everybody as a child, and now he's a man. So that's the difference. So we'll see a big difference. People think he can't punch. You know, He has various sparring partners, and you've only got to speak to them and see if he can't punch or not. Like I said, let's see. You know, He's uh, going to get him out again. And um, the difference is with uh, Yui, there's no, not going to be any politics. Put an opponent in front of him, he's going to fight him. Mm. And get it on, get it on, see who the best is, that's it. How do you think Matram have done with Huey Fury so far? Do you think they've done a, a good job for him so far, Peter? I do, they've done well. And uh, like I say, it's, uh, you know, they've got no complaints. Everybody's, everybody's putting the work in and everybody's doing the best they can. Mm. So, you know, we're just going to do what's best for Yui and uh, get him forward in the best way and as soon as possible. His time is now, he's ready. You know, what learning fights does he need with 28 fights and been in with everybody? It's just, uh, he's been tweaking his game. And like I said, the years now is on his side. So let's, uh, let's get these fights made. 
think people sometimes forget Huey's age as well because he has been around for so long. Obviously, started at 18 in the pro ranks. People do forget he's still a, a young man in this sport. Yeah, 100%. You know, you know, he's had a, he's had a few losses. So what? You know, he's learning, isn't he? You know, we can all get protected records and have a have a fighter who's 30 and 0. But what does that mean? As boxing people, we know when you're fighting quality opponents, you can lose. But, you know, look, he's never been down. He's never had an eight count. He's only lost because he's not what he's not done enough himself down to his maturity years. But now, that's that's all changed. So, like I said, you know, let's see. Would you say from sort of the Parker fight, the Pulev fight, to the Povetkin fight, even though they didn't go the way you wanted and Huey wanted, that you saw gradual improvements in Huey, especially with the Povetkin fight? Yeah, 100%, you know, you've got to take these type of fights to really learn and know what it's like, you know, to be on the receiving end, to come in that dressing room and have a loss and uh, see what you couldn't get off on the night and things like this. It's all mature and it's all learning, so he's got it all in the bank. So he is a different fighter today, mentally, physically and everything else. So it's going to be, uh, I'm excited to see, and uh, he's excited himself. You know, he's, he's been inactive now for quite a bit, but he's not been out the gym. He's been constantly training, constantly grinding away, working on the things we need to work on. You know, look, talk's cheap, you know, we're working every day. So he's been working on perfecting his game, and I'm not somebody that overlooks things. So, you know, I'm not somebody who says things either to gain some bullshit publicity lines. Yeah, he's here, he's a serious heavyweight, and he will be cracking open on the scene very, very quickly. Of course, he's fought for the British title before, world titles as well. He's never gone for that European. Is that a possibility as well, that you're looking at the European title? Well, look at anything uh, that's, that's reasonable and feasible. So let's see. Uh, we'll get the fighters uh, put forward and uh, he'll be fighting. Main thing is for Yui now is to still get two fights in this year. That's what we're looking at, September and towards the end of the year. OK, moving on to Savannah Marshall. We know she's out mid-August. Uh, no opponent uh, confirmed at the moment. Um, when are we going to learn of one, Peter, soon? I believe opponent has been chosen. Um, and I think they'll be releasing that matchroom in due course in the next coming days, I would imagine. I've only just confirmed it yesterday. Okay. So she will be... Uh, she's fighting on August the 14th. And the opponent's been chosen, so hopefully it can get made, but there's no point in me mentioning it because it's, uh, it's, it's got to be signed and everything. So, But yeah, everything uh, looks all systems go for Savannah. Spoke about Huey's potential and how much capacity he's got. I mean, with Savannah, we've kind of seen that rise dramatically. Obviously, you would have seen it in the gym every day, but in terms of the fans uh, on television, we've seen a, a huge improvement in Savannah recently, especially with her recent performances. Yeah. Um, do you think she has a, a major, major fight this year, potentially with Clarissa Shields? She wants that next. You know, let's get uh, August the 14th out of the way. Why can't that fight happen now? What, what's the wait for? So I don't understand that. So this fight should happen in uh, this November, December. And if it can't happen, then let's have a full explanation as to the reason why it can't happen. You know, because Savannah's ready. She wants that fight. I'm sure Clarissa wants that fight. So what's holding it up? Being brutally honest, do you actually believe that Clarissa Shields wants that fight? I don't know about the other corners, you know. Why wouldn't she? Because if she doesn't have that fight, her legacy is never going to be anything. Because everybody will say she's avoided Savannah Marshall. So you can't have a legacy when you've got somebody in your division. You've got all the belts, but yet you're not fighting this one here. You know, so this is a genuine good top world title fight. 
So why would they not want to do it? Both of them will make a, right, a lot of money anyway. And it's all about legacy at this stage where they're at. So Savannah Marshall believes that she can beat her and beat her comfortably. So let's see. So let's get the fight on and hopefully it can happen this year. Because we don't want no long out, boring state of affairs where it never happens. So, and everybody talk, talk, talk and no fighting. So let's get boxing to what we need to do. Let the, fight, let the best fight the best and get on with it. We look forward to August 14th where she returns on our screens and uh, all going well, then let's push for that Clarissa Shields fight. Uh, Peter, before I talk a, a little bit more boxing with you, it's just popped into my head. Obviously, England have been doing incredibly well in the Euros. We are in the finals, believe it or not, against Italy this Sunday. Uh, is it coming home, Peter? Oh, please God, I'll say a prayer for him because, uh, look, I'm not a massive football fan, but I did watch it and I'll be watching them one on Sunday. And listen, it's England, so I'll be cheering them all the way. And please God, they bring it home to England because 1966, it'd be amazing, won't it? Yeah. Obviously, a very, very young squad. How are you? Robert, good to How see you. Good? Everything's good, thank good you. Boy, take care. Yeah, and you? No worries, Robert. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, obviously, a very young squad, um, but the, the maturity levels they've shown, especially in that Denmark game where they went behind for the first time, um, says a lot about that, that team. Yeah, you know, when they scored the goal early on against them, you know, just the composure they had, you know, and just they kept grind, grinding them and grinding them down. And you could see, uh, you know, the other, the other side was getting very fatigued and tired, so full credit to them. Look, there's no fluke. They deserve to be where they are. They're a fabulous team. And uh, like I say, God willing, they'll come back with it. It was almost watching, uh, like watching a fight that quarterfinal. Yeah, it did you the seat stuff, you know. So, and the skill set involved is uh, amazing. No, massive congratulations to all the team. You know, whatever happens, they've done brilliant to get here. Never mind win it. But I, I believe it's coming home. Look, you got to have confidence, and you got to believe in your own people, haven't you? So, you know, please God, to bring you back. Well said, Peter. Um, sticking. Uh, with the heavyweight uh, theme, as we did with Huey, uh, I do want to ask you about Joshua Usyk, uh, what you believe could happen in that fight, how Anthony Joshua approaches that fight as well, in your opinion, against Alexander Usyk. Well, he's just got to use his power and he's got to use his advantages and he's got to, um, he's got to keep pressing Usyk on the back foot. You know, he's got to make Usyk work. You know, he's got fast hands there, Joshua, and he can punch. So, and if he does connect on um, Usyk, you know, he'll, he'll be able to do damage. But then again, he can't load up, you know, he's, he's got to really take his time, get behind his boxing, because Usyk is uh, he's a real deal, this guy. He's not no mug, you know, he's not too small of an heavyweight. I've listened to all the press and all that. It's a serious fight, and it will be a serious fight. Look, he can get out there, AJ, he can win it early, he can catch him early, and it's good night, you know, because if he gets it on him, it will be good night, but... It's a tall order, so it's, it's going to be a close fight. It can go any which way, that fight. I think it's a, a slightly edge, edge AJ in it because of the size and the power ratio. But I wouldn't outrule uh, Usyk. I think it's probably 49% to 50%. Wow, you think it's that close? Yeah? I do, yeah. I think it is. I think uh, Usyk is a lot better fighter than people realise he is. But I'm sure Joshua and his team, they know just how good he is as well. And they'll be taking it seriously. So, and Joshua's improved as well. I see improvements in him. So he's getting more mature. He's uh, not just relying on the power. He's, uh, yeah. So he's a good fight. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And we learnt that today that Tyson Fury is 
confirmed that he's contracted coronavirus and, and some of his team have got COVID as well. So that's delayed the Deontay Wilder trilogy to, we believe, October time. Do you think that benefits anyone, either Tyson or Deontay, going that, that kind of delay? Obviously, it's been delayed for ages anyways, but do you think the extra time benefits either fighter, Peter? I don't really know what's happened there. You know, I don't like to comment on things I don't understand and I don't know. It's, uh, it is one of them things, isn't it? What can you say about it? They'll fight when they're going to fight, I suppose. That's all I can say. How dangerous is Deontay Wilder in that fight still? Every big punch is dangerous, aren't they? You know, you, you've only got to blink the wrong way and you hit and uh, you stay it. So it just depends. It's, uh, they're all tough fights at this level, aren't they? Do you think um, also the fact that obviously Joshua was preparing for a Fury fight and Fury was preparing for Joshua and now Joshua is presented with Alexander Rusik and Fury's presented against with Wilder, of course they have got a bit of time but not huge amounts of time. Do you think they bring the fights closer as well? So Joshua Usyk and Fury Wilder are closer fights because of the changes both fighters have had. There's always some shitty politics and some undergoings on, isn't there, you know? They should have been fighting uh, well before. Like I said, why was a three-fight fight signed anyway, you know? You should have the best of two and that be the end of it. So I, don't, I just don't get it myself, but this, well, they are where they are. Like I said, it's not my business, I don't like to comment. When the fight happens, it happens. But all of this carry-on, there's a load of bollocks anyway, and you know that and I know that. You know, you just need to get on and get it done. But I think uh, it's got to happen anyway, so it'll happen just later on. A few months ain't going to kill anybody anyway, is it? Another interesting heavyweight fight we've got is Joe Joyce against Carlos Stackham uh, in a couple of weeks. Frank Warren's putting that on. Um, how highly do you rate Joe Joyce? I rate Joe Joyce. He's tough and he's got a... He's got a I like his jab. You know, he's got a good, solid, ramrodding jab. And, um, yeah... And he's a nice fellow, he's articulate, he's very astute as well. And he's uh you know he's a nice he's a nice fella. I like Joe Joyce, I know him personally as well. And um can only say good things about the fella. And he's a genuine athlete and he can fight. People don't forget, you know, look what he did in the amateurs. You know, Joe Joyce they can look at how he wants. People can see heavyweights outside the ring and say, Oh, it's that, I believe that, I believe they're like robots, I believe this, I believe that. They're not in there, you know. He's a big, awkward heavyweight, you know, and a good heavyweight with solid hands. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, he'll come through Takam, I believe. And, um, yeah, he's, you know, he's got as good a chance as anyone out there of lifting a world title. He's a good fighter, Joe Joyce. Quite blessed when you look at the heavyweights in this country with Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce, Huey Fury, Daniel Dubois, Dylan White. Uh, Derek Chisora is still floating about. I mean, we are really blessed when you look at it. I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, as, as England, we've never had so many good heavyweights. That's what we've got today. So it's brilliant for British boxing. So, um, yeah, I can only say good things about it. Just let the fights fight and let it happen. But I'm glad these fighters are fighting uh, the good fights. You know, especially these fights at the top now. They are fighting each other. Well, there might be some delays or whatever, or but sooner or later they're going to have to fight, aren't they? So this year, hopefully, um, everybody comes through the fights, and you see, you see the fights everybody wants to see. Definitely. Just before we close off, I do like to to keep things boxing, but I know you're someone 
who's not scared to speak the truth ever and you you speak from the heart and of course uh, a couple of months ago we saw the travesties that were going on in, in Palestine and everyone was speaking about it on social media it was kind of the in thing to speak about it from what you hear thing terrible things are still going on there but no one's really talking about Palestine anymore um, just your your thoughts and, and comments about all the injustices that are going around the world, but obviously we saw some of the, the horrific scenes from Palestine. Yeah, just your, your comment on it, Peter. Anybody who's putting them Palestinians down are not God-fearing people because the Blessed Lord is about love and affection and not harming people, yeah? And they believe in the Blessed Lord just like their neighbours do. So what is the problem? I know there's a problem going back thousands of years or whatever, but, you know, society's moved on. You know, people shouldn't be living like that. You know, well, look, it's like firing bombs over walls and one thing and another. Why are they doing that? Because look at the situation they're in, you know? Why can't it be uh, dealt with? Why can't it be sorted out? Why is it the bit because the other parties, whoever they're arguing with, is bigger and all of that, you know, they get to, like, nobody, nobody's got the right to put anybody down. Only the blessed Lord can deal with that. He's the ultimate judge we've got, not human not mankind, so it's wrong, and I think uh, things should change. And the more the blind deny things, more the blind eye to things like this, you know, it's more shame on the people that's doing it, because atrocities shouldn't be going on, should they? What is the answer to it all? Listen, there's expert politicians, isn't there? You know, very clever people, and they haven't found the answer, have they? So I, I, I'm only speaking what I can see, you know, and for me. Whatever the wrongs and rights are, the main thing is, if they look at all the Torahs, they look at all the Bible, look at all the scriptures, whatever they're looking at, if they everybody live by that rule of God's words, that wouldn't be happening. So humans need to put their thought process to one side and let God be the judge and be kind and give love and affection to these people because that's all we all want anyway, isn't it? That's what we're here to do. That's what humanity is about, isn't it? It ain't about wanting to kill each other every two seconds. But, you know, they are oppressed, you know, and it's bad. And, you know, look, I've got Palestinian friends of mine. I was in prison with a fellow called Razmi Ewad, and he was uh, Yasser Arafat's uh, general at the time. And uh, he actually got 25 years because uh, he, tried, he tried to do something here in England. So he pleaded guilty to it, it was wrong what he did. He didn't kill anybody, but the intention was there, so he got time for that. But again, take that away, it's for a reason, because they're being oppressed and they want to get heard and they're trying to get noticed. But I knew him, he was a doctor before he uh, went, went inside. You know, the fellow was a lovely fellow, he was a nice fellow. You know, was, uh, you know, there's plenty of nice people and all the Palestinian people as well. And it's just like, same as what we all are. We all bleed, we've all got a heartbeat, we've all got feelings and everything else, so that should be looked at more than anything. More than politics, more than a piece of land, more than anything. People's uh, values should be respected. It's quite simple when you break it down like that. I think so, mate. Listen, you believe in the blessed Lord and that's it. Because if we take that, if we don't believe in the blessed Lord and we just believe in what we see, and we're just going to be ignorant to each other in society, then evil's won. 
So that's it. And good will always come over the evil seven days a week. So good people need to get together on it and speak out about it and stop what's going on. You know, instead of everybody playing a victim. Yeah. How can somebody play a victim when they're, they're living a lovely lifestyle in the Western world, yeah? And they, these poor souls here, you know, these are the victims. There ain't no other victims, only these Palestinians. They're the victims, nobody else, because they're being oppressed, aren't they? You know, there's a big wall around them. They're in prison. They're in jail, aren't they? You know, please God, I don't know what the answer is, but you need to, uh, that's what I think. Yeah, the most complicated answers are the most simplest ones. Yeah? Good in people and good heartedness. And that's it. But it's all this culture crap. You know? Oh, you know, Muslim, the Christian, this, that, and the other. There's only one God. There ain't a Muslim God and a Christian God. There's one. So why don't they all just play the line and do what's right? And everybody don't want to speak out because they'll have Jewish friends or it'll be one thing or the other. I've got Jewish friends. I respect the Jewish cult. Listen, I respect everybody. But what's happening with them ain't right, is it? So it needs fixing. Okay, Peter Fury, I really do appreciate your time on IFL TV. We'll go back down to the Frankums and enjoy the rest of the night and obviously really wish uh, Levi Frankham uh, a solid performance tomorrow, tomorrow night at the Royal Albert Hall. All these young lads have got my ultimate support, you know, lovely young lads, good fighters. It's Charles, Josh, Levi now. And, uh, you know, my advice to them is, is, look, you know, keep to this boxing, stick to it, because we're all talented in the world, yeah? You know, don't drift off it. Keep doing what you're doing. It's not an easy road. There's ups and downs. But if they keep going, they can go as far as they want. But yeah, it's great speaking to you in person rather than on Zoom. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you on IFL TV soon, all right? Good to see you, Ma. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.